السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن وله قال رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم زدنا علما All praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends And upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of times Respected brothers and sisters in Islam Indeed This religion of Islam It is a religion of Islah and salah this deen of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-islam is a religion of reformation it is a religion of tarbiya and adab it is a deen of respect it is a deen of teaching etiquettes etc and this deen of Islam, it is a deen of khuluq. It is a religion of character. It is a deen of taskiyatul kulub wa tawdhir. That it is a religion of purifying the hearts and purifying oneself. And this deen of Islam... It is a deen of reformation whether it is zahiran or baltinan, whether it is outwardly or inwardly. And this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it has come to purify each and every person. And purification on a whole that when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came and when he spread this deen of Islam then this was of the biggest purifications and this purification was that it purified or the intention of this deen and the message that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came with was that it was to purify the Quraysh and purify the people from a shirk, from ascribing partners with Allah Azza wa Jal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sent all the anbiya with the same message to purify the people from worshipping false deities, to purify the people, to purify their hearts from worshipping other than Allah Azza wa Jal. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says that the mission of every Nabi That the mission of all the Anbiya was the same And this was That to warn the people to worship one Allah And one Allah alone And stay away from false deities My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he taught us and he mentioned to us a dua. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, Allahumma aati nafsi taqwaha. He said, O oh Allah, grant me the sense 
of taqwa, of God consciousness. وَزَكِّهَا أَنْتَ خَيْرُ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا And purify my soul as you are the best of purifiers. أَنْتَ وَلِيُّهَا وَمَوْلَاهَا And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says, Oh Allah, for indeed you are its guardian and you are its protecting friend. So here the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he makes dua and he asks Allah Azza wa Jal. He says, Oh Allah, purify my soul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in Surah Al-Shams and he says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ تَسَّاهَا That indeed, the one who is successful and many a times, we look at success and we think that success is based on worldly things. When we speak about success, we think that success is having a beautiful car. Success is having a beautiful house. Success is having a successful job. And this is in its place. But what is the true success in life? The true success in life is فَمَنْ زُحْسِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدَخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ فَقَدْ فَازِ وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ This is success. That whomsoever is saved and taken far, far away from where? From the fire of Jahannam. And is entered into Jannah فَقَدْ فَازِ Then he or she is successful. This is success. And know that this world is but a place of deception. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَ That indeed the one who is successful is the one that purifies himself physically and the one that purifies his nafs, the one that purifies his heart. وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَ and the one who fails, the one who fails in this life, who fails himself, is the one who corrupts his own self. He disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by rejecting first of all the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then by doing all kinds of evil, wicked deeds. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the life of a mu'min, the life of a believer, is a life that he needs to continuously purify himself. Whether it is internally, things that affects his nafs, things that affects his heart internally, or whether it's outwardly. He needs to correct, for example, his salah. He's maybe not making salah properly. He needs to correct his tilawah of Qur'an. He's maybe reciting the Qur'an without tajweed. He's maybe going on hajj or on umrah. So he needs to understand. He needs to understand how to perform these rituals. And these are all rituals that has to do with one outward. But then what about those inward rituals? What about 
the things that has to do with the heart. And this is something that Islam came with. This is something that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came with. And if the heart is not purified, and if the heart is not clean, then we're going to be someone that is going to stand in front of Allah azza wa jal with a bit of a problem. And for indeed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and this is quite a lengthy hadith, but at the end of this hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions and he says something extremely profound. He says, أَلَا إِنَّ فِي الْجَسَدِ مُدْغَةً إِذَا صَلَحَتْ صَلَحَ الْجَسَدُ كُلُّهُ وَإِذَا فَسَدَتْ فَسَدَ الْجَسَدُ كُلُّهُ أَلَا وَهِيَ قَلْبٌ That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that indeed, indeed in the body is a piece of flesh. There's a piece of flesh in your body. And if this piece of flesh is corrected, and this piece of flesh is purified, and this piece of flesh is good, then the whole body will be good. But if this piece of flesh is wicked, and this piece of flesh is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, and it's not purified, then know that all of the actions will not be purified. And lo and behold that indeed this piece of flesh is your heart. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it such that he's brought certain diseases into this world and these diseases affects us outwardly. For example, someone has the flu, someone has cancer, someone broke his leg, whatever it might be. And this affects the body outwardly as well as inwardly. Maybe something's wrong with his kidneys. Maybe they're diabetic. Whatever it might be. But this has to do with the jasad, with the body. But then Allah has created diseases of the heart as well. And sometimes these diseases of the heart, they cause not just harm to yourself. So someone has cancer. It affects himself only. And yes, maybe it affects the family in the sense that they need to go to hospital, they need to pay medical bills, etc. Someone breaks his leg, he breaks his arm. Right? This doesn't actually affect someone else. But when it comes to issues of the heart, then this doesn't only affect you as a person, but it affects the people around you and if not your community. And one of these diseases that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave a stern warning against is the disease of hasad, of jealousy. And if we look at the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, or before we get to the ahadith, Allah azza wa jal, he says in a surah that we all know, surah al-falaq. And how does Allah azza wa jal end the surah? He says, وَمِنْ شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حَسَدٍ Right, we've all heard this word, hasad. Right, sometimes a group of friends in the one will tell the other one, you know, don't be hasad, man. You always, you always want to be hasad, just don't be hasad. But what, we grew up with this. 
But what does this word actually mean? So here Allah warns us and He says, and seek refuge in Allah from the evil of the one that envies when He envies you. This is a powerful verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to seek protection from Allah from many things. And one of these things is hasad. And this is something rife in the community. This is something that is there. This is something that affects a lot of people. So now if we look at the ahadith, there are many ahadith that speaks about hasad, that speaks about jealousy. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he warns us and he says, La tahasadu. Right? Do not be jealous. We're going to come to this hadith a bit later. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Iyakum wal hasad. He says, Beware of jealousy. Now this word generally for those that understand the Arabic language, or that study in the Arabic language, you will know that when Iyakum comes, then now you need intabiyahi. Now you need to take note because there's something important going to take place. Something important is going to come after this. Like you know if you walk somewhere and you see a red sign maybe with an exclamation mark or you're driving extremely fast and then you see that red sign that says stop, you need to stop. Right? So it's something grabbing your attention. You walk into a place and there's maybe something hazardous there and you see the skeleton, etc. So you know there's something important. I need to read what's here in front of me. So like this, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Iyakum. So now he grabs your attention. So he says, Iyakum wal hasad. He says, Beware of jealousy. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he carries on. And he says that indeed, jealousy eats through your good deeds, like fire eats through that piece of wood, yani oko. But this hadith specifically mentions wood. Right? Alhamdulillah, we as Capetonians, we like to bry. Right? So put the wood there and see what happens. Once it starts lighting, what do you see? Start eat, seeing that fire eating into the wood. So like that, the Prophet wasallam says that your hasad, that your jealousy, it eats through your good deeds. It eats away from your good deeds. Like how? Fire eats through wood. Let's look at another example. Right? An example, sometimes they are good. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions many examples in the Quran as well to draw one's attention to these stories or these lessons. Many a times you will see Allah mentions, Tarab Allahu mathalan. That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought forth a parable. So you know in the olden days, used to have a lot of wooden floors, a lot of wood in the houses. And then sometimes if it's not treated, what would happen? These small insects, these bugs, these termites, what do they start doing? They start eating at your floor. They start eating at your wood. So like that, this hasad and this jealousy, it eats at your good deeds. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, and this characteristic of hasad, of jealousy, 
it is one of those worst characteristics with regards to one's character, to one's khuluk. And the first person to actually show this hasad was who? Was shaitan. Was iblis. And who did he show it to? To Adam alayhi salam. The first creation of Allah, the first human being created was Adam alayhi salam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He raised Jibreel, He raised Iblis, who was not a malak, He was not an angel, but rather kana min al jinn. But He was of the jinn. But He was so good, He was so pious, that Allah raised Him to be amongst who? Amongst the malaika. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had the conversation with the malaika that is going to create a human being, the malaika asks Allah, you can create someone that is going to shed blood, that's going to cause war, that's going to fight on this earth. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him, do you know certain things? Right? And we know the story. And it reached a point where the angels agreed that they don't know certain things, but Adam knows certain things which are taught to him by Allah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands them, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسِ So now Allah says to them, O oh angels, and Iblis was with them. So O oh angels, now all of you need to bow down to Adam. And this bowing was a bowing of what? Not a bowing of ibadah. Right? It was not a bowing of ibadah, but of ta'udhim. So when they bowed down, all the malaika, they bowed down except Jibreel. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in, I mean, Iblis, Afwan. Right? The reason for this is I'm teaching Ulumul Quran and... The past few lessons we're dealing with the revelation of Quran. So Jibreel's name comes a lot with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when Iblis was asked, but why didn't you bow down? So what's his answer? That I am better than him. Khalaqwa than him mean? Now. That you created me from what? Fire. And you created Adam from teen. So this was the first jealousy. This was the first lesson of hasad. And the first being to have hasad, to have jealousy, was Jibreel. Another important point. To know that this issue of jealousy is something that is found with the Yahud. It is found with the Yahud that they had this jealousy in them. And what was the first thing that we noticed? They asked, so why wasn't Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, why didn't he come from the Bani Israel? Why didn't he come from us? Why wasn't he sent to the Jews? Yes, he was sent to Ahmad to Nas. But why was he not specifically sent to Bani Israel? Why wasn't he specifically sent to the Yahud? Again, Hasad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَدَّ كَثِيرٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ لَوْ يَرُدُّونَكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِكُمْ كُفَّارًا حَسَدًا مِنْ عِنْدِ أَنفُسِهِمْ 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that many of the people, many of the people of the scripture, of the Jews and the Christians, they wish that if they could turn you away as disbelievers, after you had believed out of envy from yourselves or from your own selves. So here again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking that they wanted to turn you away. Why? Because of hasad, because of envy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, Am yahsudun an nasa ala ma atahumullahu min fadlihi. Or do they envy men, Muhammad and his followers? Do they envy Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions for what Allah has given them of his bounties? Again, speaking about hasad and realizing that this was a sickness not only in the Muslim ummah. This is not a sickness that only happened to us. But this was a sickness that came from where? <coughs> from the previous nations. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this issue and the sickness of hasad, it is a sickness that affects families. It is a sickness that affects siblings. And a perfect example to look at is the story of which Nabi? Nabi Yusuf. And who? And his siblings. When he came to his father, and he said, Oh my beloved father, that indeed I had a dream. He said, Oh my beloved father, inni ra'aytu ahada ashara kawkaba. That indeed I had a dream. And in this dream, I saw stars, 11 stars, a sun and a moon. Please explain this dream to me. His father explained this dream. But his father also warned him to not tell people about this dream. Do not even tell your siblings about this dream. Why? One of the reasons that the ulama give is because of hasad. Because of jealousy. And never for a moment think, but it's my brother and it's my sister. Beware. Because sometimes, shaitan creeps in. Shaitan comes from either side. And what does he do? He starts whispering. She's more prettier than you. He has more money than you. He drives an M3. They have a bigger house. Now it starts creeping in. That see, they are better. Why? And not just with dunya stuff. See how happy they are in their marriage. See how happy they are. Their children, mashallah, good children. And what does this cause? Without you even realizing, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa look at this hadith. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he said that al-aynul haqq, that the eye is truth. So sometimes we see something, but what happens? We don't say, mashallah. We don't say, may Allah bless you. We don't say, tabarakallah. And without you even realizing, you're causing harm on that next person. And wallahi thumma wallahi, this sickness of hasad, it does not just cause 
animosity between people. It causes the breakup of families. It causes the breakup of friends, of communities and of societies. That we're not going to go here and they're not going to study there and they're not going to do this because we're better than them. We have a better masjid than them. We have a better imam than them. We have a better teacher than them. Instead of uniting, because of the sickness, it disunites the ummah. And look at this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, La tahasadu wa la tanajashu wa la tabaghadu wa la tadabaru wa la bay' ba'dukum ala bay'i ba'd wa kunu ibadallahi ikhwana. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, La tahasadu Remember I mentioned this hadith earlier? That avoid jealousy. Between who? Between yourselves. Between you as mu'minun. Between you as an ummah. And do not outbid one another. With a view to raise the price. So what happens? Right? You know that your brother wants to buy something. Hey, he wants to buy the car. You know that. So what do you do? You go behind his back. And you say, you know, Buddha. You know, brother. He wants to pay you 20,000 rand. Right? I'm going to give you 30,000 rand. Sell it to me. But you knew the man wanted to sell it for 20. So I go behind his back. And then, Wala tabaghadu. And do not harbor hatred against one another. Do not harbor hatred. And we all go through this. I'm not going to speak to him. Uh, We're not going to speak to them because, you know, their great, great, great grandfather did something to my great, great, great grandfather. You don't even know what happened. But no, generation after generation after generation, we're not going to speak to them. This harbors hatred. Don't be like that. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi do not have this. And do not be enmity against one another. Why does it always have to be an issue? Why do I always have to be upset? Right? Be good to people. Treat people well. Treat your family well. Treat your friends well. But what do we do? Many a times there's always an issue. It's something small. You know, maybe I drove past him. We, I had a mask on. He had a mask. I never recognized him. But how could he have not recognized me? You know, maybe something happened. You know, it was last week I greeted him. He also didn't want to greet me. Nah, there's something not right. Instead of sorting it out, what do I do? Now I go tell this one. You know, Fulan didn't greet me. And this happened. And then we go to that one and we go to that one. Something that could have been sorted out, what does it do? It creates more animosity and it creates more hatred. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, وَلَا بَعْدُكُمْ عَلَى بَعْدُ And if someone has bought, do not go into a transaction when someone else is in a transaction already. Do not try to outbid your brother. As we said previously, oh, he's busy, they are selling the thing. Do not come there now and interfere in this transaction. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then he says, وَكُونُوا عِبَادَ اللَّهِ 
and be the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be brothers to one another. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you look at that hadith, many of the things that were mentioned comes because of jealousy. Comes because of hasad. I don't want him to have something nice, so I'm going to outbid him. I know he doesn't have a lot of money, but I don't want him to have that car, so let me go pay more. I don't want him to have that house, so let me go bid more. Or they busy in a deal, let me go stop this deal. For what? What benefit does it give you to have jealousy? What benefit does it give you to hate and to show enmity to your Muslim brother and sister in Islam? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he came as a purifier and to teach us what is correct. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he came as someone, Bashiran wa nadira. Afwan. The Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he came as what? Someone to give glad tidings, but also he came as a owner. And it was times like this that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would be severe. He would warn his companions that beware of jealousy, beware of matters of the heart. And there are many matters that causes harm not only to oneself but to the entire ummah. And I end off with a verse that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah An-Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَلَا تَتَمَنَّوْ مَا فَضَّلَ اللَّهُ بِهِ بَعْضَكُمْ عَلَى بَعْدٍ لِلْرِجَالِ نَصِيبٌ مِّمَّا اتَّسَبُوا وَلِلنِّسَاءِ نَصِيبٌ مِّمَّا اتَّسَبُوا وَاسْأَلُوا اللَّهَ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمًا Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, and wish not, do not wish, for the things in which Allah has made some of you to excel others in. He's a good businessman. Say, mashallah. Say, mubarak. Say, good. Good sportsman. Whatever it might be. Be happy for the next person. But what do we do? Some, <laughs> they always say, that someone, mashallah, you know, he built a beautiful house, have a beautiful car. Then what do they say? It's sick of Right? He was sick of selling drugs. He was doing something, you know, illegal. And that's how he became. Instead of saying, mashallah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala carries on in the verse and he says that for men there is a reward for what they have earned. And likewise for women there is a reward for what they have earned. And we ask Allah of his bounty, surely. For indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-knower of everything. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant all those that are sick a shifa kamilan and all those that have passed away jannatul for those. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.